Hey, welcome to Midnight Stroll. That sounded awful. I sounded way too. We can just start. I mean, it doesn't have to. What's the weather like today? What's the weather like today? Yeah. Screw you, dude. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> it is uh, 9.34 p.m. and it is 49 degrees, but feels like 46. Feels like 46, huh? And no precipitation is expected in the next hour. That's nice. Thank goodness. It's I'm also worried about my bedtime. <laughs> And it's February 25th. Yeah. yeah. It it's a be. Monday? It's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's always a Monday. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it feels like a Monday every day. Yeah. My job it does. I'm just kidding. Actually, no. I mean, today was pretty awkward at work. I was sitting in a meeting I didn't have much to do in for literally from 2 o'clock till I left at 5. Goodness. Yeah. So, yeah, today we just have two kind of miscellaneous topics we wanted to discuss uh let's start with josh's since his is first on the list <laughs> literally <laughs> it's actually not literally show first notes is literally first on the li- oh it's first on the dock anyway so yeah i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about folding phones and what we think about them because you know huawei xiaomi xiaomi i have no idea how to pronounce all, all the chinese companies not all of them, but the Chinese big companies that produce mediocre phones compared to the American companies um, have released or announced foldable phones. And then Samsung, which produces pretty high-quality stuff, has just announced the Samsung Fold. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about it because we both don't think they're going to be successful, but for completely different reasons. Yeah, and both of us – I mean, I'm an Apple user, huge Apple fanboy, as they say. Josh is a huge Google guy. And so, but none of us, neither of us like super love Samsung. It's true. Though I am starting to like them a little more. So I've just, yeah. It'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on the Fold and kind of the idea of foldable phones in general. Well, I could talk about the abomination Samsung does to Android, but (laughs) I'd rather not get into that. (laughs) Yeah, so, so... Just in general. When did they announce it and when is it being released? And like, can you so give us- the display was announced last November at their developer conference. And then the phone itself was announced this last Tuesday, I think. So looking at the calendar here, that would be the, the 22nd. The 19th? 19th. Yeah, around there. The 19th was, this, was Tuesday. So sometime last week, midweek, it was announced when they announced their Galaxy S10 line. And I think it looks better than the competition's phones that the, fold. The folding one? Yeah. See, I haven't seen any of the other foldable phones. So this is literally the first. I didn't even know other companies made foldable phones. Yeah, and, and Samsung definitely has the software that's the best because the other foldable phones, even then they're like ad promos, they like fold the phone back and it like glitches a bunch and then it Gosh. goes in and then it glitches some more and then it finally is just like, oh, I'm in a folded state now. Goodness. Whereas the Samsung one is smooth transition, easy. Yeah, and it seems like their hardware is probably going to be way better. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a Samsung. They make decent hardware. They pay way more attention to RAM than they need to because it's coming. I think it's the Max is like... It's like 16 gigs or something. No, it's not. It's like 12 gigs. I don't know if that's a foldable phone, though, or if that's just the highest end S10. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's like as much as my laptop. Still, 12 gigs of RAM in a phone is is twice as much as you'll need. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the iPhone 10 has like four. (laughs) The Pixel has four, though it did have memory issues in the beginning. Mm. But those are fixed now. My phone is great. Yeah. My phone is so good. 
You have the the three, right? I have the three original. Yeah, I don't have the. I I started with the XL and then I traded it because I just like the smaller feel. Yeah, same. Especially since it's literally the same phone minus a different display. Yeah, I have the ten, and I do not wish I had the ten S Max because it's huge and the name's dumb. But anyway, that's a different topic. (laughs) Foldable phones. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So in general, I think it's awesome that they're doing foldable phones because that's that's something new. It's a risk that they're taking that people might buy it, and for two thousand dollars a pop. Um, that is a huge risk, but like kudos to Samsung for engineering something new and fresh that hasn't been done before. Same with, with their cutout display, with just the whole yeah, punch. Yeah, the whole punches. I think that's great because they've literally never had a phone with a notch. Oh yeah, that's true. So why don't you like them? So, <clears throat> I mean, it's not that I don't like it. Cause... Why do you hate them? <laughs> so, the thing is, is that I think what they're doing is awesome. Because I think we do need a company like Samsung to kind of push the boundaries, do some random stuff. Because Apple is really conservative. I mean, me they just being, patented a uh, foldable display. Yeah, so me being like the... I look at everything through Apple's lenses because I've been in the Apple world for so long. And you're a fanboy. And yeah, exactly. Um, and Apple is very conservative with what they do. They look at the market and they see if something's going to take off. And then they wait, try to make it as best as they can before they release it. And they patent literally every idea they ever have so they can sue people. That's true also. Um, So I think it's cool that Samsung is doing foldable phones. I just don't see the utility of it yet. It's kind of – I look at it the same way that I view AR where the idea of AR or augmented reality is that it overlays something onto your face or onto the world that you're looking at. So you hold up your camera and it'll put things over the camera. So think of like Pokemon Go or something like that. And, like, I look at AR, and I'm like, well, that's an interesting technology. But where's the use? But, yeah, like, as me as a consumer, there's nothing that, unless you want to play, like, some gimmicky game, or, yeah, or, like, measure something in, like, a where you need really rough measurements, or, like, something like that. I just don't see the utility of it, like, being, like, a killer, like, a killer, quote-unquote, feature. Yeah. And I feel like the Samsung display or the Fold is going to be similar where it's an interesting idea. And I think that some people will have its uses. I just don't think it's going to be as... Like, they might do two generations of the current iteration and... Or not the current iteration, but the current idea, the current form factor. And then find something that people actually want. Yeah, because I feel like for me, the idea of a foldable phone doesn't really interest me. Maybe that's because I, I don't, I'm pretty minimalist with my phone. I don't use it a ton. But the idea of having to like unfold or you know having extra weight so that if I want to, I can unfold it and have a bigger display. Like I don't know what I'd use that display for. That's um, it's actually something interesting. Is LG just came out with uh, or just announced their V50. Um, which is generally their photography, videography enthusiasts line of phone. So, oh, I mean, yeah. it's still a phone, so it's not amazing, but it's decent. Is that the one that mm, Daniel has? Or yeah. yeah. The, he has Elias the V30 or something. or something. Elias had the V20 or V30. I had the V10, and okay. it, I had the LG boot loop on it. Oh, yeah, okay, I remember and that. And then, so their V50, though, um, if you just buy it alone, it's one screen. But you have the option of buying a um, manifold case, Oh, or bi- oh, okay, yeah. What like a bifold. It? It's like the, the flip fold or whatever. Yeah. Like people really put their the, wallet, their keys, or yeah. not their keys, gosh. They're like credit cards and stuff in it. But the inside of the fold is a second display. Oh, that's interesting. 
Yeah, so you can. Is it, it touch sensitive and? Yeah, touch? it's it's straight up pretty much. It's a it's a full HD display <laughs> that's at sixteen by ten or something like that. Um, and I think that idea is. Um. Less useful than one seamless display, but yeah. a more useful form factor where you don't have to have it if you don't want it. Yeah, yeah, that. I mean, again. Like, if someone can find a use for that, like, I think that's awesome. The yeah. thing about it is, that, like, it just seems really finicky. And I, the last thing I want is, like, when I'm running around, when I'm doing stuff, is to have something that's finicky in my pocket that I'm trying to mess with. So if Samsung, I mean, I guess the thing is, if Samsung can pull it off, because I just feel like there could be so many, there's so many places where bugs can be introduced, like where you're folding or you're unfolding, or what if it's half folded? What happens? What if it rotates? Like, there's all of these, like, things that if Samsung doesn't nail, it's going to be really it's going to be a mega flop and it's going to be just really yeah. it's going to be more trouble than it's worth i feel like um yeah. and also it's $2000 which just is, shy of that yeah which is going to be a huge deterrent unless you're like an uber nerd who loves samsung and thinks and a foldable display would be awesome yeah so like i think for the general public it's just something that's like ooh that's kind of cool but no one's really gonna buy it unless you're like an uber nerd who has the money for it and really wants a foldable display i could see it being used by businesses to be honest i could see them finding a, a use for it, especially if we don't know all the details yet but if they include the s pen with it somehow i could see it being useful for some w work related things or i could see certain companies being like oh we need a tablet for our people and a phone let's stop paying for both and just buy one unit for everyone True. Though, the thing about that, though, is that you could buy an iPad Pro and an iPhone for less. But then you might be so, able to get I mean, you do have two, know. yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand where it comes. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I think it's an entry-level product. Or it's a, it's a new product. It's a generation. new category, you know, foldable phones. <laughs> and they haven't sold me particularly on, like, the use for it. Well, um, not quite a new category. The flip phone kind of probably feels bad about this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I actually saw recently, I think I sent you an article about it, about this, I can't remember which company it is, that has semi-announced slash, I can't remember if it's like an announcement or something, a, a type of foldable phone that folds into a smartwatch. Oh, okay. that's a form factor I could get behind because I find that way more, way, way, way more useful than... Um, a tablet slash phone because honestly like my dream phone would be a just a smartwatch only a smartwatch and if actually i i think i remember telling you about this like i want like i would love a device that is powered completely by my my watch and then just has an external display that's the size of my phone oh, yeah. but if it's a foldable phone i could deal with an awkward looking thing on my wrist if i can just pop it off and it's a phone yeah i think that'd be pretty cool yeah, honestly, I'm trying to think of my perfect phone. And honestly, I'm pretty satisfied with what I have. It's I, I can't think of anything that I like necessarily need for a phone other than like, I don't know. I just would really like the smartwatch idea as well simply because I'm not a huge fan of putting things in my pockets. Oh, yeah. And the only things I keep in my pockets are things that I have to have. Yeah, it's like my keys, and I only have the certain number of keys on that I use fairly often. And my wallet, and I try to get the slimmest wallet I can, with, and keep most of my stuff out of it that I don't need. 
And then my phone, I try not, I hate cases because they're so bulky. So I don't use a case. Yeah. I mean, pocket, I mean, things in my pockets don't bug me. I mean, I have four things in my pockets. I have one thing in each of my pockets. Um, so that doesn't really, yeah, the phone being in my pocket doesn't bug me. So I guess if, if that did bug me, I could see why having something that was watch-like um, would be uh, like really, um, what's the word? Useful. Inter- yeah, useful, like interesting, something that, that would be attractive. That you'd like. Yeah, attractive. That's, yeah. But for me, like I don't have that problem. So it doesn't, it doesn't really bug me. So I don't know. Yeah. Interested interesting. to see how the market responds to Samsung Fold. Yeah, it'll be fold. it'll be interesting to hear the reviews of it. I honestly wonder how many I'll see in the wild. I'll probably see one, but the, honestly, if it's not in like big mode uh, or like where it's unfolded, I'm not gonna be able to recognize it. I don't know a bunch of Samsung stuff. I don't honestly follow a ton of tech. I like to keep an eye on what's going on. That's honestly why I listen to the Vergecast. <laughs> one of them is because I think Neil Patel's hilarious, um, but. Uh, it's like interesting to like hear other stories because yeah. I feel like they are pretty. They they can talk about both things. They can talk about Apple. They can talk about Google and all the other products. And they're not like totally in the Apple ecosystem, um, like all my other podcasts. And so I get a different view than the uh, than all the people on my podcast, which are like all you know Apple and aficionados. So enthusiasts. I hate that word. Enthusiasts or aficionados? Aficionados. I'm going to use it it's, three more times in this podcast. It's so, what's the word? <laughs> what what is that? What was that word you were talking about the other day that sounds like douche? Um, bushy, bougie. Bougie? Bougie. Sounds really bougie. Bougie. And I mean that in the, it sounds douchey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should find that clip for you. Sorry, that's, that's, that's a bit of an inside joke. I <laughs> yeah. miss hearing a podcast uh, like a ton. <laughs> uh, is there anything, yeah, anything else on the folding phone? Um, I'm not gonna buy one. Uh, I mean, I are you gonna buy one? <laughs> I'm not gonna buy one. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, Honestly, it could totally replace your MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> if I were gonna buy a, a uh, an Android phone, I would buy a Pixel. Yeah, because yeah. it's this closest Has to the, the best software, and it had the best software, and their hardware feels really nice. Yeah. Google did a good job on the hardware, the Pixel Three. So, yeah, I am way better than the Pixel one. Which yeah. was still decent for an yeah. Android phone. Yeah, especially for their first I mean, try. Samsung's done pretty decently with hardware fill for the last few years. Um, True. Ever since they adopted glassbacks again and wireless charging. Oh, also, this is this is not related to the, the Fold. This is the really high-end Samsung has been announced. And if you get all the upgrades, they replace the black back with from glass to ceramic. Oh, that's cool. And um, what else was it? And it has 5G capabilities. So. Doesn't, it, doesn't it have a... Doesn't the spec'd out one have a terabyte SSD in it? Terabyte of storage plus you can add up to 512 gig external SD card. That's crazy. Could you imagine having a terabyte on your phone? Like, I don't know what you would do with it. I don't so even have a Samsung terabyte phones, on my computer. Have, have you heard of Dex? The Samsung, I think it's called Dex. Isn't that like that? You plug it into a mouse oh, yeah, and yeah, it's okay, a computer. Yeah. I could see the 12 gigabytes of RAM coming in handy there. And, uh, yeah. and the terabyte of storage as if it just becomes your 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 computer for you because a lot of people don't need more than the power of their cell phone yeah that's true yeah that's why chromebooks are getting becoming rapidly the most popular yeah other than education yeah and like even the new ipad pro is way faster than most of apple's own laptops so and that's a mobile mobile uh it's an arm chip 
Yeah, it's an ARM chip. So everyone's wondering when Apple's going to put an ARM well, chip in a Mac. It's going to take a while for this is total geek mode, but I read an article today by Linus Torvalds. The the he's the uh, um, that's the guy with the earring. No, no, that's Linus Tech Tips, and he's a goober. Yeah, I don't like. No, him, Linus so. Torvalds is the guy who invented the Linux kernel. Oh, okay. So that's where kind of part of the name comes from: Unix plus Linus. Even though that wasn't intentional, and he was annoyed by it. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm totally becoming a nerd <laughs> about Linux. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, he he talked about how ARM chips are never going to be the future of servers, and so it's probably going to be a long time before Linux supports ARM the way it should, which means that he's right because Linux is like ninety percent of the internet for servers. Anyway, That's true. Anyway, 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 ARM chips are cool. I'm excited about them, but it could come to consumer products. Oh yeah, it's already already there with a lot of Chromebooks. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting if Apple does it. Um, But anyway, that's a whole different topic we can get into later. Yeah. So what happens to you when you order pizza and it's wrong? (laughs) That that segue though. (laughs) That segue. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the mini topics we want to talk about is how we respond to um, people getting our orders wrong. Right? Yeah. That's that's the topic you wanted to discuss? Uh, Yeah. So, honestly, I... Okay, let me just build a situation for you, and then you tell me how to respond. Yeah, okay, there we go. There we go. What do you order at... Actually, you go to Taco Bell, and you order everything that you want. That's normal. Okay. What do you want at Taco Bell? What do I I get at Taco Bell? Let's role play. Hi, welcome to Taco Bell. (laughs) Gosh. You have to go, hey, welcome to Taco Bell, what can I order? Um, I would get... Normally, I get like a Chalupa Supreme has to have sour cream on it. I get a Mexi Melt and some Crunchy Tacos. And that's about it. Crunchy Taco Supremes most of the time because I like sour cream and tomatoes. Nice. What happens if they give you like no sour cream? Uh, On all of your tacos? Then I normally... See, here's the thing. I'm pretty... I am... Non-confrontational. Basically go, whatever, and eat them anyway. Literally, that's what I would do. I wouldn't ask for a refund. <laughs> I wouldn't go have them make me new ones. I would just go, oh, this kind of sucks, and then I would just eat them. It'd be fine. Because so, that's literally so happening. It, it's kind of funny. Um, me, <laughs> it depends on what type of mess up it is. So if it's something, say, if they like forget something in my order, it's no biggie. But if they add something that I wanted off... Sometimes it makes the food unedible for inedible for me. Um, so, for example, you go somewhere and I hate like fresh onions on something, and they put onions on it. I will if it's not easy to remove them, or if I taste them strongly after removing them, I will consider seriously going up and being like, "Hey, there's onions on this, and I can taste them. Can you can you oh, yeah. fix it?" But that's literally never happened to me. It's never been too big of a mess up for me to just go. I gotta fix this. Though this one time I took a picture of my my uh, Wendy's, um, what's it called? Bacon son of Baconator that they really goofed up and it looked like crap, <laughs> and the fries were cold. And I tweeted at Wendy's and they responded like within ten minutes because Wendy's social media managers Dude, on fire. They are man. <laughs> if you ever want some interesting stuff, just look up Wendy's social media. It's, they go <laughs> freaking ham. They, they it, it's become kind of too much of a thing now where everyone tries to be Wendy's on yeah. social media. Yeah. But they roast people for being stupid. <laughs> but they also are really good at like immediately responding like, okay, what we can do to make this right for you? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Like 
what can you guys do? And he's like, uh, we'll go ahead and reach out, have our store manager reach out to you and get this, get this replaced for you next time you come in. And then the store manager dropped the ball and I never heard from him. <laughs> but I was impressed though that they responded to me and they're just like, okay, we'll get the ball rolling for you. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I guess I should add in a, an addendum. Addendum? Is that like an addition? It's not a referendum. I'm using all these big words. Let me look this up. Hold on. Type, type, <laughs> type, 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 type. <laughs> a sidebar would work as well. No, 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 no. Sidebar is one that's completely unrelated. What did I say? Addendum? Addendum. Addendum, an item of additional material. Perfect. <clears throat> Typically omissions added at the end of a book or other publication. Okay, yeah. That works. That word works. Addendum. Um... It depends also on how uh, inconvenienced it would be or inconveniencing uh, the change would be. So like if I am in a drive-thru and I drive off or I park in the parking lot and I realize that someone did something wrong with my order, I'd be like, oh, dang it. Like if you get a, forget a spoon for your Frosty or something, you're just like, oh, crap. Now what am I going to do? Drink this like a barbarian. (laughs) Literally, that's what I do. But if like Like I'm at a restaurant and the waiter comes up and I'm like, how's everything going? Be like, um, yeah, you guys gave me a salad instead of a steak. (laughs) It's never been like that. But something small, something like, um, you're like, oh, I never got my drink or whatever. Like I'm totally fine with doing stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. That makes sense. I'm, I'm the same way too. Um, especially since I was a pizza delivery driver. Um, I have no mercy about messed up orders because I know it's not the driver's fault. Yeah. And I will always tip the return driver, but I will always be like, yeah, you guys screwed up my pizzas. Send out another one. Because I know that the driver, most of the time, they're like, oh, I have to take a freebie. And then I know it can make their night if I give them a tip on a freebie. That's true. It is nice when you get a tip on a freebie. Tip your drivers always <laughs> and give them a percentage of the tip because they're your waiter. Always. Uh... Minimum two dollars, <laughs> and if it's the percentage of fifteen percent is is uh, more than two dollars, give them that instead, <laughs> or just five bucks. Five bucks, any order is fine, unless it's over like eighty bucks. Yeah, if it's like eighty or hundred dollars. Yeah, what's it like when you're on the the uh, the end of you messed up the order? How do you react to that? Like if I am the person that like say you're delivering a pizza, since this is what we did. And you drop the pizza right when you're at their door. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> yeah. I've never done that. I've never dropped a pizza. Come close. Where I juggled the pizza and then I checked and I'm like, oh, good. It looks okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Uh, though, actually, I did slam on my brakes once. And the and pizza, the fell, pizza off chair. fell off my chair and went like, you know, vertical. <laughs> um, but I mentioned it to the lady. I said, hey, your, your pizza's had a little bit of a spill in the car. Um, why don't you check them? And if you don't, if you want me to go back, I can have them redone. And she looked at him and said, no, they're fine. So we're good. So I'm feeding it to my kids anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I would sincerely apologize and say, we'll get something out as soon as possible. Yeah. The, one of my favorite things is once I started, I, when I was working there long enough, I hit the point where I realized how everything was done. And I was basically just like, I was experienced enough there that I basically had the power of a manager without being a manager (laughs) to the point where people would be like, I, I, I'd get out there and the person would open the thing, and realize that the pizza was wrong, and I'm like, okay, first things first, the driver literally can't do anything, so don't make them wait. Just call the store 
Because 99% of the time, if your order's wrong, the driver will just say, call the store, they'll fix it. Yeah. Um, but there's there's this one time where the pizza was goofed up, and I knew that since it was my order, that the way it was happening at this point was I'd have to take the remake back. Oh, yeah. And so the person was just like, well, I hate to make you do this. I'm like, okay, so there's two things we could do. I could get you this pizza for free. Right now, I'll go back and grab it and bring it back. Or we can put you in our book to do that and give you a two liter. And they're like, uh, let's do that. Free drink, sure. And so I went and I did it, right? I wrote it in the book and stuff. And they ended up ordering even more food the next time. So it actually ended up earning the company more money. So I felt good about myself. Hmm. But that was something the manager was okay with me doing. Interesting. And I actually like that. Yeah, honestly, I don't miss that. I don't miss that either, gosh. Sometimes I do when my job sucks, but honestly, it's... Like the last month? Yeah, <laughs> just like the last month. <laughs> okay. So how do you perceive that injustice at work? Gosh. It's one of the things that I have been... Yeah, your segues are <laughs> phenomenal today. <laughs> so one of the things that I have been thinking about lately is... Um, this is going to sound really weird, but the way that you think you are perceived by others versus how you are actually perceived by others. Does that make sense? Wow. You that self-conscious? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, <clears throat> I haven't really thought about that in a while. Um, I've recently been thinking more about, I mean, I guess I have been thinking about that, but only specific to the workplace oh, yeah. where you have to manage, you kind of have to manage and be aware of how people think of you. Yeah. In order to, I mean, it's called, I, I had a coworker talk, call it managing your perception of the workplace, right? It's just, you know, managing what people think of you pretty much and being aware of that. I don't know. Hmm. So what are your thoughts? Like, so where are you going with this? I guess the reason that it came up is because I was talking to a friend uh, the other day and so I, I plan a band. We've mentioned this. We've talked about this. And I am the least talked to out of the whole band. Like when we're after the show, we're walking around, we're talking to people. Like most people will go up to the other three people in the band. And I'll get like one or two people maybe. And most of the time it's like people I know. So hardly anyone comes up and talks to me after shows, which is fine. It's not like I'm just like, oh, no one talks to me after shows. But I was talking it's to my – thing you're not a – my time. <laughs> <laughs> Make a sexist joke. <laughs> so I was talking to my other bandmate about this, and she said, oh, yeah, no one talks to you because you're super intimidating. And I was like, what? I'm intimidating. I'm not intimidating. She's like, yeah, no, you're super intimidating to people. I think people are kind of freaked out by you. RBF, man. And I thought about that, and I was like, what? Because I have never thought of myself as intimidating. I always find myself feeling awkward in situations like that, and so I just tend to just kind of Get in Coast. the background, kind of get away from people so I don't, you know, embarrass myself, basically. And so uh, it just got me thinking about that. So I've been kind of noticing it more, like trying to say, man, am I – I don't know. It's just interesting because I always thought of myself as something totally different because I am one who gets intimidated by people a lot. Like I'm – people intimidate me a lot. Unless they're really ugly. Yeah, I'm the same one. Yeah. So – it just seemed weird that I came off as intimidating. Especially if they're ugly. I'm terrified of ugly people. <laughs> Gosh. This is super random. Why is that? Maybe it's rooted in a, a, a like a deep 
fear that I'm ugly? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you pull up the couch and pull up my notebook? Well, you see, when I was a child, the only people that expressed interest in me were ugly people. And you know how that saying that saying goes, like, um, thank goodness there's ugly people to marry ugly people? <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm sorry. I'm really, really trying too hard to be funny. <laughs> I, I I was thinking you were joking, but I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> no, no, it's it's full joke. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I've just oh, been God. interesting to. I've been thinking a little bit more about like what people actually, how they perceive me, and how my perception of how they perceive me or of, or of myself is different from how I'm perceived. So. I don't really know what to do with that. I was just—it's been something that's been on well, my mind lately, and I just let, thought it was interesting. Well, have you ever thought about um, their perception of your perception of their perception of? <laughs> Sorry, he's just—he says perception in a row so many yeah, times. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I've actually thought about. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I can't make the this. same joke. <laughs> I've actually thought about their perception of my perception of their perception of me. <laughs> I said it right that time. There we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then there's my perception of their perception <laughs> of my perception of their perception of me. Okay, does this have <laughs> have you ever thought about this? I have. I mean I thought about it at work a lot. Um getting serious here. Um I don't I, I need to be more social with my coworkers. Um the problem is is my coworkers that I sit closest to and I probably talk to the most all rock climb for like two hours a day during lunch because being a programmer is amazing. <laughs> and it is something I've never been interested in. And so I miss out on a lot of coworker networking because I don't go rock climbing with them. Um, and so I have to think about like, okay, like sometimes I literally don't do anything while they're gone because I eat lunch at my desk and then I just waste time until they get back because I'm like well if they're gone wasting time I can sit here wasting time <laughs> and then I'm like crap I probably should do some work while they're gone so they don't think I'm just sitting here literally doing nothing <laughs> because that's <laughs> I'm sitting there literally doing nothing <laughs> while they're gone but yeah like like, like perception of me um, I've, I've worried about it a little bit especially my boss but that's mostly because our one on ones are hecka awkward and it's all my fault because he's just the same dude he always is. And he like ask a question and pause for a while. And then I'm just like squirming like, I've already answered it. Why aren't you moving on? <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, perception. And it's not really anything I'm like really worried about per se. But so the uh, Saturday, two days ago, I went to a show that that same girl, the other girl in my band, uh, was playing at. She played in a show with a different band, and I was in the audience this time, and so I wasn't playing at all. And I just stood kind of in the corner so I could, you know, be there to support her. But uh, one of the other people that I didn't know that was in her band came up and said hi to me briefly and talked to me for a bit. And I just wondered what her thought of, what she thought of. Like, was she just like, hey, how's it going? Or was she like, oh, maybe I'll go up to this guy. Yeah, you know, I don't know. So anyway, it just made me think about it. Those are, those are my thoughts. Just being aware of how other people view you and making changes to your um, – what you do in order to 
kind of com- combat that? Because I don't want to come across as some super intimidating person that no one could talk to because yeah. I'm so like yeah. secluded and so like, yo, why are you in my space? You know. So I almost actually went up to this person uh, that was the lead singer of her band and like congrat said, hey, you know, good show, blah blah blah. But I didn't see afterwards, so I didn't get the chance to. But yeah, just trying to break that perception of being like some aloof person who never talks to anyone. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you ever, I mean, perception, how, do, how does that relate to being worried about, oh gosh, there's this thought I had in my head before I made all these stupid jokes <laughs> that aren't in the show. <laughs> um, mostly the reason why I brought it up is brought up like being worried about like how, how often does thinking about the perception of your, how you're perceived worry you? How often? Yeah. Um, like where it's like a genuine, genuine minor anxiety. It isn't, I mean, it's never like an anxiety, anxiety, but it doesn't worry me very often unless I'm in a, in a situation where like I could be intimidating. Cause like, I remember what it was. I feel like our band has, we've been in the, in the Provo music scene for a while. And so a lot of people know who we are and we're like trying to branch out and we're, you know, have quite a few listeners and stuff like that and people that are fans. And so it's, I remember being in the other side of that, like we were brand new, like playing our second shows or like, oh man, we get to open for, you know, blankety blank. Puking before every show. Yeah. Like actually he still does that. And Chuck still pukes Are you serious? Before. Still every show? Every show. He pukes before every show. Does that make his voice sound better? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Is it now just his way of losing weight? <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Like we got to get more shows guys. Cause I'm gaining pounds. <laughs> anyway. I, feel, I feel bad for him. But anyway, that's rough. That is so rough. Yeah, so it's so I I know what it's like to be on that side. Like even like little bands that like never really went anywhere, you're kind of intimidated. Like, oh, that's blank band, you know? Man, they they're so cool or whatever. And so I feel like Neon Dragons, maybe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The other people may think that even it sounds ridiculous to say that. Like, you know, who who could be intimidated by us? We're just brother, you know. But I now see that people could be intimidated by us, and so I just kind of want to, yeah. Especially in the music scene where everyone is tries to be a little bit weird. Everyone is trying to like be unique and original and everyone's sitting in the back on the couches in the green room just kind of chilling out. And so you just kind of... You get used to it? Yeah, you get bit. used to it and then you don't realize that other people It's feel, special to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still awkward for me. Like, if there's a bunch, like, like several people in the green oh room gosh, that I don't know, I like, I won't go back. I won't go there. It's like, nah, that's just awkward. Yeah, Even if it's like some random man that I've never heard of, they still intimidating. But anyway. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, do you ever worry that they're worried? That you're worried about <laughs> 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 they perceive you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's literally the only reason I brought up the worry thing, <laughs> so I can make a joke about being worried. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Man. Um, I think that's going to be the name of this episode. (laughs) Worried that you're worried (laughs) that they're worried. (laughs) You're worried. Oh man. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just food for thought. Interesting, interesting things to think. Um, interestingly enough, it is now 10, 16 PM and the temperature is 51 degrees. Seriously? It's gone up. It's gone up? It's gone up. I think your phone's broken. I mean... Your app is powered by what I'm using. So. I know. <laughs> let's, let's see how yours looks. Mine says 53. Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm in daily. Never mind. 51. Yeah. 
Shocker. It's the same as mine. <laughs> we should end on a happy note. Anyway, here's something we can <laughs> here's something we can end on. Um, let's let's give uh, people homework. It's true. Homework so, <clears throat> for next week. I want this is something that my parents, my mom. I don't know. My mom sends me articles sometimes. One of my parents, probably my mom, sent me a link to an article um, by uh, C.S. Lewis. It was a um, Christian writer. It was a speech given at, I think it was MIT or Stanford or some of the big universities at their commencement speech um, called The Inner Ring. So if you just it's search. about clicks, right? It's kind of Vaguely. about, yeah, it's about wanting to fit in. That. And kind of this actually can kind of tie into that perception thing a little bit, but. Um, it's called the inner ring, basically vaguely about everyone's trying to get into other people's inner rings. Yeah. We're trying to feel a part of other people's rings and it doesn't matter what rings we think we're a part of. There's always another ring we want to be a part of that we feel left out on the other side sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's really, it's really interesting read. So I kind of wanted uh, us to talk about it. Um, so if you guys, listeners, listener, I should say, want to read it. Uh, you should uh, follow along. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and do that, and I will read it if you guys promise to read it. Yeah, and I need to reread it too. Don't read it, it then you're going to have to worry about um, how we perceive you. <laughs> and okay, let's just end there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See ya. <laughs>